Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Holding us together? It was, well, it was like a tri-crutch. It was like a tricycle. <laughs> I was hey. one of the three wheels. <laughs> it would have fallen apart without it. Well, a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T to you on Aretha Franklin's passing day. Yeah, we have to recognize that. That wasn't yes. a struggle to get out. Now was it, Robert? Yeah, well, spelling, you know. R-S-P-C-I-O-T. R-S-P-C-I-O-T. W-X-Y-T. another dollar. I think you owe another dollar if you can't. Do I? Well, I don't have point. another dollar, so <laughs> forget that. You gotta, you gotta come prepared with more than one dollar. Yeah, well. Or you can quick be like, trip ice cream. Prepared with zero quick trip ice cream. That's, that's what I was doing. Time. <laughs> Much like many of the bars you hang out, you gotta come with more than one dollar. Yeah, well. Make it rain. <laughs> All right, crew. Um, I have a topic to start us off. Yes, sir. Is it something we want to talk about? Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so Diego Rubio had quite the game, played very well, potentially his best game. Not uh, according to Peter Vermees, it was his best game of 2018. So that's uh, always a good sign when you're in good graces with Peter Vermees. So that'll be very good for Diego Rubio going into this weekend. But And, and Vermees reiterated that today even, ah. that it was his best game. Okay, so that being said... Do you start Diego Rubio or the shiny new toy of Christian Namath? I think for a few reasons, 
it will be Diego Rubio again because I think Peter is good at taking players who are hitting a good stride, who are coming off of good momentum and propelling that forward, such as Diego Rubio. He played for extended minutes. It wasn't just him coming in in those final couple minutes, seconds even, scoring a uh, a super, super sub goal. So I think he'll start Diego Rubio over Namath. Um, also, is Namath game ready? Is he ready to play extended minutes? Don't think so. No. Doubt it. I doubt it too. And I kind of asked that to Ramiz today about Rubio versus Namath and how do you balance that and a lot of other things. And But it came down to, yes, Rubio had his best game. Uh, Namath may not be game fit anyway. Uh, they're still working him into it because no matter how much Namath thought he uh, was fit from New England, that's not sporting fit. He didn't say it that way, but kind of what he said if you saw the press conference with him peter smirked when namath said yeah yeah i'm fit ready to play peter like yeah right yeah freaking right <laughs> oh that kind of a smirk okay yeah <laughs> so i would Peter's assume... like you think you're fit you just wait <laughs> yeah. that's actually terrifying well, i'm sure christian is aware of that <laughs> he was but... new england fit but yeah <laughs> maybe not even there but so i would expect that rubio would start and namath would come in at some point so, but the question, which sounds scary, like I'm all for that. I like that. Yeah, I mean that's got to not make a defense happy. Yeah, let Rubio bang and run at you for sixty ish minutes, and then bring in some mm-hmm. skilled, quick guy who a different kind of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who completely is going to make any defense have to adapt and change up their their form of defense, and then you know, excited to see him come in and plug in with players like Daniel Shallowy. And seeing that chemistry hopefully, you know, take off from the get-go, I think that's going to be really important, is that he'll be able to come in and be able to combine up top while defenses are still getting ready to adjust <laughs> from the sub. So, One question I have, though, is, is Rubio worked his butt off last game, I mean, defensively and everything. And, of course, it's a Peter Vermees thing. Is, is Namath going to do that? Did he do that last time he was here? Thad, do you have a recollection of that or Cody? Well, it'll be a different, like we were just saying, it'll definitely be yeah. different what he'll bring. Sure. But I think I don't think he'll be on the field if he's not going to do at least what Vermees has asked him to. Oh, It's sure. probably not sure. going to be the same or maybe even as much as Rubio, but he'll he'll have to do some of it, you know, oh, or, yeah. or he's not oh, going to yeah. get on the field. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. And when he was here before, he was mostly the wing, not center forward. Exactly, yeah. And that's a little bit different responsibility. It's still very defensive. You still have a lot of defensive responsibility, but it's more up and down sideline than it is, oh, yeah. you know, uh, interrupting plays and stuff like that. So he didn't do it as much maybe as, uh, you know, like Zussi would have or Jacob Peterson did. But you had J- a lot of times when you had Namath on the wing, you had Jacob Peterson in the middle who yeah, yeah. did all of that yeah. sort of thing or Dom in the middle. So. Yeah, it just goes back to his performances last weekend. It was just that good, you know, overall. All well-rounded. And then if slash when Namath does take over the starting job, I, that's that's still a very scary combination right there, even if Namath is the one starting and Rubio comes off the bench. Like, e- either way, I, I like this attack now. Well, and to make it a triple threat even when Kyrie Shelton's healthy, right. those are three players who can come in plug in with a Gerso, a Daniel Shallowy, a Johnny Russell, and all three present very different challenges for a defense, which if Peter utilizes those subs, maybe all three in a game, probably not. But in the off chance that he does, the depth there is really strong. Probably in a few weeks we can have that debate on what exactly is the best combination up there. <laughs> because well, yeah. right now we're not ready to have that, but, you know, yeah. Which is a debate. A, oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> That's got to be a point. R-E-S-P-P-P-C? What? <laughs> oh, what did you leave on the microphone? I don't know. Nothing. I just, like. <laughs> Something horrible. I'm just underwater. Bubbled up and they're thrown. I don't know. Um. <laughs> So I just <laughs> grew gills, I guess. <laughs> um, check mark. That's a, that's a fun. <laughs> Are you keeping check marks? Yeah, well, now a... I forgot what I was going to say. And it was I was wondering if you had lost important. your train of thought there. No, I just choked on my... <laughs> on my... It was horrible. Spit it out, Allie. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> yeah <nothing>. literally. <sighs> anyway, right. well, So I the other remember. threat, though, that is Namath, when he played here before, <laughs> was a wing. So he's, right. again, if you could plug in Shelton and Rubio in the middle and... 
have Namath coming in for Shallowee. So or much for Russell flexibility. Or for so there's a lot of flexibility up there. Oh my God! Get Which over it. Which is a good it. problem to have. <laughs> Quite honestly, Beep. I would almost go with the uh, 60 minute Rubio. Put bring in Namath. Next game, start Namath. Bring in Rubio after 60, and just kind of keep changing it up like that. Not necessarily completely always the exact same, so they couldn't plan for it. But well, but I, we know that's not Peter Vermees stuff. No, I said me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Vermees is going to have to come up with like a preferred backup formation for him to play with like two strikers at the end of a game like just just to get two of them on the field of that of the three we were just talking about that's a good point and the joke is that he'll never switch from the 4-3-3 but we know they're a little more fluid than that and he's got things like that in his head even if you know they're not gonna totally switch up the formation I'm sure he has a plan to bring in one of them and leave you know with two strikers out on the field well when Russell's gassed like he often gets at 75th minute, 80th, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus there's been games where Russell's came into the middle and basically just hung out there when they were going for a goal and they brought um, – once in Shelton and Rubio both on there at one time and Russell was underneath. Was that with a comeback win? Yeah. One of his comeback wins? I think you're right. So I want to say – and there's been a couple times where Russell has basically played that 10-ish spot. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, there's a lot of flexibility there, and Peter does use it. People, like you said, don't give him credit for it. All right. Okay, moving on. I feel like we covered those two pretty well. <laughs> but so another thing um, I think we should talk about, I it, I don't really want to. It gives me like the willies talking about it. But Felipe Gutierrez. <laughs> Who? Is he? Is he Okay. Or do we do we don't need to worry? He's just working. He's just getting back fit, right? Do you think he's been performing too well? Is that what you're implying? Well, or he has not been the uh, a, a team changing player out there that we kind of were waiting for him to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny his timing coming back. Well, first of all, it's been completely anticlimactic, yeah. <laughs> which everyone can agree. But he came back at a time where. The team was still coming off that, you know, all those injuries. They didn't need him. But as he was coming back, the team also kind of started getting back in their groove. So it almost like kind of got lost in the in the mix of everything going on that, oh, Felipe's actually back. And he wasn't when he his timing coming back wasn't at a time where sporting was in as dire of a need for him. So I think it's kind of the conversations kind of gotten lost. But he's been completely absent like have we there have been games where I've watched him recently and it's like it doesn't even look like a player who's trying to get game fit or you know trying to get back in their groove it's like they're he's completely ghost mode on the field in my opinion I agree that's what I'm saying I don't want to like it like gives me the chills like talking about it I hate talking about that but yeah he there he's kind of been disappearing a little bit I think actually uh somebody brought this up a couple weeks ago that Perhaps he's not going to come back and be the same player he was because he's going to have to get fit. He's going to have to get the rhythm back of the game. He hasn't been able to do a lot of ball work until just recently before that. So he's coming back into a team that is midseason form, even if it was a swooning midseason form when he came back, but it's still midseason form where he hasn't been playing for two and a half months. Okay, but here's what makes me actually angry. So that video from practice, actually angry, the video posted at practice before his first game back of him doing that insane like bicycle kick in a practice drill. They were playing like soccer, volleyball, whatever that game Soccer tennis. Soccer tennis, Uh tomato, tomato. (laughs) And he like does that insane thing and everyone's like, all right, this guy, okay, haven't seen him do anything that athletic on the field. As soon as they cross the ball into him in the box that he can just do a bicycle kick, he's no, got No, and it. I'm not suggesting he needs to do a bicycle kick to be like, oh, okay, now he's ready. I'm saying that if you can do that, he could be doing a little bit more. And maybe that's me being <laughs> hypercritical and so a little bit too just, hard. Just to throw out the idea, maybe they are not over the swoon yet, and Felipe has just lifted them up to where they have not lost the last two games. Perhaps they're still in the swoon, and they've just raised up a little bit because Felipe has been so good. We just haven't noticed it because yeah. my my uber positive view was going to come through. I was going to come through with that one, but you did it for me. Good job. 
sometimes we have the same ideas. Actually, we do a lot. We just argue about having the same ideas. Exactly. You know, mindset too. I, early in the season, it was kind of like, okay, what am I getting into here? In a sense, may have felt even more comfortable then than he does now, knowing mm-hmm. where the team yeah. is in that swoon and what he's been through. And so I don't know, that may be part of it. Well, I'm I, not worried about him personally. Well, and but. I wonder too if that's hard for him coming back and trying to meet the standard that he set that was so high right, at the beginning, right. beginning of the yeah. season. And it's almost True. like when you when you almost don't know what to expect and you don't know you got nothing to lose really i mean you do but you don't like mm. you just kind of go in with no experience yet and then you do so well and then you get injured and you have to come back and you can look back on that experience and see all you know leading in goals <laughs> like the first couple months and then you go out you're injured and you have to come back and try to go right back into that like that's pretty tough so yeah, he has he has expectations for himself this time coming in and um there's even you could also probably talk about the teams were ready for him. They, they, he didn't surprise them like he did at the beginning of the season. That could also be something. But like they said in the broadcast, they might like our our Homer broadcast. <laughs> but they, they, there is something to it where you know it can it could take five or six games for him to like really be back and fully fit and match ready. Well, he seems to me like a prime time kind of player. Playoff time, he's gonna be. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. playoff stretch into playoff time. I think he's gonna be prime. I can see that. Yeah. Well, yeah. and another quick thing I want to bring up too that I just kind of thought of was in that Chicago game where they had that incredible comeback. Fleet Bay scores, like Shallowy's doing great things, and Shallowy was still fighting for minutes at the beginning of the season. Fleet Bay's coming into this new situation, just kind of like. Throw no like no caution in the wind. Do sporting players play better in those situations where they're either fighting or you know kind of fighting for that um, for that spot, fighting for that recognition? Because Shallowy's been kind of disappearing lately as well. Uh-huh. So I was just say that is that does that something as this forward lineup is introducing new players to it? Is that something that needs to be considered? Does he need to kind of light a little fire under his butt? Well, we didn't we didn't talk about this when we were just talking about Rubio, but. I think that's definitely what we saw this weekend was someone lit a fire under his ass that Namath was here now, and I think that definitely played a role there. Oh, I agree, certainly. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I actually was trying to interview Rubio today, and he had some other interview that took 30 minutes, so I wasn't able to. Um, but that's kind of what I was going to ask him was, you know, how are you handling that pressure? You know, uh, But he's in a way, he's been handling it already with Shelton out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the interesting thing I found with Rubio so far is he's got four goals and four assists, I believe. All four goals are as a sub. Three of the four assists are as starters. As a starter, the he had the one game where he came in and got a goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. But every it's like it's kind of a different mindset when he's out there as a starter versus yeah uh, a sub. So maybe that's just the way it works for him. But right, well, and maybe that mindset too. It's you know, when you come in as a sub, his his message from Peter when he goes on is probably like, score a goal. We need you to score a goal because all of the goals have been, if I'm, I may be wrong, but most of the goals have been in a game-winning situation where he's either been able to tie it or make a huge difference yeah. with his with his finish. His goals have mattered. They've, they've mattered. They've been important and they're memorable. But, you know, maybe then when he's out there as a starter, his mindset is creating more chances and to be more of an option up top instead of necessarily I have to go out there and I have sure. to score a goal right now. But interesting to me is that I feel like Rubio's really been the only one having to fight for his position this season. Other than Gerso, you know, maybe, to some extent. To some extent, but Gerso's been starting pretty consistently as of, games, as yeah. of late, whereas injuries, Rubio, yeah. there's still that – uh, I don't know. Like, could he? You know, we're we're debating if Rubio's going to get the start, but there's not really a lot of question with Gerso lately. But I feel like the other difference, too, is that Rubio's stats are a lot better than Gerso's. So it's, you know, there's that. Well, there's still that question is, does he deserve more minutes? Gerso was only getting starts because Russell was injured. Right. right. Um, Shallowy was going into the middle. You know, that's, that's the only reason he was getting starts. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is he's, sort of rounding back into form, okay? He's You're going to steal my point, aren't you? Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> he's doing some good things. Yeah. I know, it, Gerso's one of those guys who I know for some people he's very frustrating because he can make a really great run and then have a wide-open goal and flub it, okay? That sort Love. of thing. 
Laura Cross. The word of the podcast. <laughs> and if he does it enough, it's flubbered. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's one of those guys that, and then he'll do one play that he slots at home and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, cool. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of rounding into that form right now that he's competing for a starting spot before anytime we saw him, he was pretty much, yeah, not existent. He had speed, but everything else failed. Now his, the pieces are starting to combine a little bit better. Mm -hmm. What else were you going to add to that? Robert? Well, my point was, is I think when you see a player that gets games, he gets into that rhythm. You see that with Gerso. You've seen that with Rubio, even to some mm -hmm. extent. And let's take a little longer with Felipe. I know Cody. It's all right. <laughs> but here to me is the big, big question. If we ever get all these guys playing well at the same time, how scary and awesome would that be? Will Vermees be able to push the right buttons? Will the stars align in time for all that to happen? They were scary good when Felipe was hurt. Like there, there was a long time when. <laughs> Without but him, add him. Yeah, I and know. Namath. Right. I yeah. know. So. And that's going to be interesting, too, with a coach like Peter Vermees, who doesn't necessarily like to always make those subs. So now that he has more options, and not just options, but options that would be very dangerous to use, how is he going to kind of formulate that, and what's he doing right now to... I think he has been better games. at that this year. Right. Yeah. Especially going forward now, though, reading certain situations and mm -hmm. knowing who's the best player to put in in that formula and make it work. Well, I had planned on doing an interview with Peter like for weeks now to ask him some serious questions. And one of those questions was is, is this season in a sense your toughest coaching season? Because you do have so many options and you do probably have the most talented team you've ever had. And your club, your your owners are letting you spend more money. Has this been your toughest job so yeah. far? Yeah, it's know. really easy when you have 11 guys that are clearly your 11 guys, right? Yeah. That's the that's the easy coaching, and because everybody will, some I mean I've heard it a hundred times. Peter's been asked, you know, it must be difficult to make choice between player A and player B, right? And he's like, yeah, but you make it sound like that's a bad thing. It's not, I mean, <laughs> right? It's not like I right. dream up and hoping that player B gets hurt, so I only have to pick player right. A. It's a great it's, problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great problem to have, and when you got player A, B, C, D, E, F however many we need to go down, because we haven't mentioned Busio or the yeah. clearly best player on the team, Johan Krause. Um, <laughs> you, you still have a ton of other options out there. There's so much we could talk about here. But well, anyway. if anyone's still listening to us <laughs> after Thad making that statement and they didn't throw their radio across the room. Well, I mean, here's what I was going to say. Okay, we're talking about all these options up front, but still it's just that midfield core, which is a great core, but are they going to wear out? Anyway. Well, and that's that's where Peter is going to need to be more creative. Um, yeah. Felipe can play the Roger role, okay? Um, you, Krause can play the, the, the Felipe role. <laughs> he can. <laughs> Busio can. Uh-huh. Busio, uh, Cousin. Cousin. A lot they of these guys can, minutes, so. have, can play that. I wouldn't necessarily want to put a ton of pressure on Busio just yet because he is still 16. Um, right. Definitely getting more game minutes, don't get me wrong, but I I wouldn't want to like, oh, hey, we're by the way, we're going to change things up and start you in the last game of the season <laughs> when we need to secure a home playoff game. Right, right. right. Um, I wouldn't quite do that yet, but there's a lot of options there. I mean, again, we've talked – there's – the bad thing with Madranda being hurt till next year is he was the Which backup sucks. for Roger and for Felipe. Uh, Lobato can go into the attacking mid-ish role also. He's done that. So you got some at least a few options in there. The problem is Ilya. Yeah. Mr. Brad Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a joke. Cousin played there in uh, with Swope Park. And did it did well with it. Mm -hmm. um, the guy that we'll talk about in a little while has played it at least some. Right. Um, I'm sure Felipe's played the six role for either Chile or one of his previous right. teams. Right. I forget which. So he Felipe can play it. Felipe Gutierrez can play all three midfield positions: the six, the eight, the sort of ten. So he can play those. But the risk of drop off when we talk about these people is more significant, I think, than it is, say, anywhere else on the field. Ilya's the 
most valuable player at this point. I wanted to look up. I was I was trying to quickly look up, um, like distance covered stats. <laughs> I'm curious as to what I know. Ilya puts in a lot of the work and blocks every passing lane necessary. But I don't know that he's actually running up and down the field. Like Rogers as much the as runner. Other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think so, Ilya is a little smarter. And yeah, and I think I think Ilya's role. Yes, he's going to need a break at some point, but mm-hmm. I do think he is capable of, as we saw last year, obviously, playing that game in and game out for extended periods of time. Ilya yeah, can get a break in December. And he didn't yeah. go as deep in the Open Cup this year, too. Which Ilya is also a player mentally that's never really worried me about his ability to mentally stay in tune for an entire season. Yeah. I, like, I, I think he very much so is has the right mindset he has a great demeanor he has the right mindset and he's very dedicated to like i don't think he's in all the times i've talked to him ever i've never felt like oh he's about to have the worst fall off of all time right before playoffs when swarney needs it most i mean taking on that pk role i think that just goes to show his leap from last season to this season and how comfortable he's gotten with the team so quickly and how much of a, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm just thinking back to his role as a weatherman at the all-star game. That was so bad. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. But that's just the way he is. I mean, I'm not making fun of you. It's just, it, oh, wow. <laughs> he's very careful with his words. I respect right. that about him. More people should be like that. <laughs> be like Ilya. I love Ilya and he loves being here. He does. Does anybody not love Ilya? Like my mom loves Ilya. <laughs> She'll always see his stuff um, that's posted on about him on Twitter. You know, interacting with the fans, volunteering. Mm, She's right. like, he just seems like the sweetest. Like, I mean, she just thinks that he. I mean, obviously thinks he's a great player as well. But um, he, he my, is. He is obviously he's our the maestro, as Peter said very early on. I was actually agreeing with you. He the he's sweet. And, he, and he's sweet. Yeah, I don't know if I quite call him the maestro, but okay. That's Felipe. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Cody. Hopefully. That, <laughs> Okay, moving on. Thad, you mentioned a player earlier. Were, were, you, were you talking about the next one on our list here? Yes, okay. absolutely. I didn't know. Uh, on, on Andre Fontas. Fontas. How do you say that? Fontas sounds like too American. I feel like I need to add some like flair to it. Fontas. It's got to be up on the site, right? Well, he's in Kansas City. He's going he to be introduced on Friday. We're recording this Thursday night. So, tomorrow. So, yes, today. How about today? <laughs> he's being introduced By the time we post today. this, it'll be today. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's played defensive midfielder. He's done that, but he, Peter has said that he is primarily a center back. He can play a little D-mid, and he didn't really like the whole idea of him being a left back when I asked him about it before. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you guys going to the press conference tomorrow? Today? Yes. Later? <laughs> <laughs> the Fantas. At whatever time that may be. <laughs> so does anybody know how mobile he is? I haven't seen any videos. Is he is he pretty quick? Is he Well, the highlight fast? reel was thoroughly unimpressive of him. I, think uh, it was, I didn't watch it. I so. think it was very lazily and quickly made. Okay. I don't think they looked back through a whole lot of highlights. I think they assigned the intern who yes. <laughs> only had access to the last you know month of games or something. Uh, okay. They were like, dang, this, guy, for time, this guy's maybe. been with us for a really long time. Somebody's got to put together a highlight reel really quick. Um, <laughs> the things he did in that was he made some couple nice tackles. Mm-hmm. Um I lo- there's one where he just like took a ball off a guy. It looked like he had already been by him, and he kind of just like stuck out his leg and pulled the ball away from him, and a couple things like that. But again, that's stuff that we—if you've played 200 games in La Liga, you right. would expect him to have done. Yeah, but he's apparently uh, supposed to be good with the ball at his feet. Yeah, very important. Left-footed, uh, Barcelona B played a few games with Barcelona Real. The bar- the real Barcelona was a teammate with Ilie. When uh, Barca B went from Div 3 to Div 2, whatever that's called. Probably has that calm, on-the-ball demeanor. 
Yep. Yeah. So uh, I would actually be really interested in seeing a game sometime in the near future where Lobato is the left back, Fontes is the, <laughs> right. the left center back, <laughs> yeah. and Ilya is the D mid. They'll be passing to each other. And they'll just like triangle it up and score. <laughs> Do we need him as bad as it was thought three weeks ago? Yes. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Too. I just, we have reeled off, sorry, Sporting has reeled off two straight shutouts on the road on the road just because they've done that and just because they've uh played a little bit better not perfectly they've because they, they've still given up some couple bad opportunities that tim came up big or the post was really good and friendly to, right. to tim vintage tim milia in that game but uh yeah he was very untree like <laughs> well sporting in their five things to watch for the game coming up this weekend Give some kudos to Sinovic, but I don't know if I agree so much with that. It coincides the uh, two wins with Sinovic's return to the starting lineup, and I'm like, eh, because Carlos Villa had a Vela, sorry, whatever, Darn. another dollar, uh, had pretty much his way with Sinovic once he got into the game, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that Seth Sinovic looks like he's about to die every single time he's playing a game. His he, jersey was soaked. He looks, Other people, not so much. Because <laughs> he looks like he looks sickly on the field. I love Sesnovic so like with all my heart, Kansas City till I die. But he looks like he's like a zombie, like for, like looks like he's dying or has already died, <laughs> okay. and is playing in the games. All right then. <laughs> I will agree. He does always look significantly more sweaty than everyone else <laughs> on the field, and not in a good way. No, 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 no. Like. Fell in a tub of water and <laughs> got out and walked off the field. We love you, Seth. All right. Um, but anyway, back to your question, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that that stat is a very – it's not foundation enough to go off of like, oh, he should be starting every single game, in my opinion. Yeah, no. Because if you, if you – all things considered in the game, I think – that Ike Parra had a significantly better yes, game yes, uh-huh. against LAFC, so Seth probably benefited from that, obviously, <laughs> you know, in the games where Ike had let, been kind of the cause for some of those softer goals. Well, no matter who was on the wing is going to, you know, res- have a right. negative result from that. So. Okay, but did he do an- – I see the merits of both sides of this, but – has he done enough the last two games to keep rolling with the hot hand? Do you want to mess this up going into Portland? I think a hot hand is like very. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say he has this like insane momentum going forward. Well, like I, I think yeah. if it was Jalen Lindsay who starts, I don't think that there would be. I think the result wouldn't really change. Cody, are we allowed to get into the Portland preview with this a little bit? Yeah, I was about to introduce it a second ago. Okay. All right. Well, I just took this, and i got to give credit to my source. I did look at what Bobby Warshaw said about how uh, D.C. destroyed Portland 4-1 to last night. And he said one thing they did is their wide backs, their outside backs, went forward and overlapped often. So that speaks to Jalen Lindsay to me, if that's mm-hmm. something that maybe the Vermees looked at, the coaches have looked at, and said, okay, this is something we need to do too. And that's something that we've talked about here a lot too. It's when Sporting's playing a team where they want to be a little bit more cemented in the back line, a little bit more solid defensively, they're going to go with the Seth Snovic. But on when the they road. want on the road, especially yeah. too. So I think, you know, being back home, getting Lindsay back in there, especially if, you know, Portland's susceptible to something like that, especially against team like Sporting KC at home, I think Jalen Lindsay would be the best option then on that back wing. So, yes, going into Portland Timbers game, fifth place, coming off a 4-1 to shellacking by uh-huh. D.C. United on Wednesday, which will potentially play a role. By the D.C. Roonies. By the, by <laughs> the D.C. Roonies. <laughs> yes. That's, Wayne United. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, he's playing very well. It's good to see that. He didn't come here to retire. Exactly. Not yet. But they are, they've had two straight losses. Mm-hmm. And one of sh- Vancouver, the other one. And should be a little tired. I'm ready yeah. for him. That's one thing about Sporting's schedule. They only have one midweek game rest of the schedule. 
I was going to bring that up, probably. Yeah, which is nice. That's not like that's mid October. Yeah, something like that. So that's the first time. So either everybody will be healthy or everybody will be hurt by then. <laughs> Guess but, we'll find out. But you know, this crazy Western Conference, Cody, you mentioned second and fifth. If Portland wins this game, they jump over us into second, first, whatever it might be. They've also played one more game, though. We have a game in hand. No. They have a game in hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Portland yeah. has a game in hand. Yeah. So if sporting wins, that kind of evens out the game in hand or takes the that advantage right, away. Right, exactly. Yeah. They're very similar on goals allowed for the season. 30 us, 31 them. We're ahead on goals scored for this season, 42 to 35. And um, here's one point I just like to make overall is a team that claims to be a competitive team in the MLS Cup race every year that prides itself on that cannot have dropped five games of points at home. We're 6-2-3 and three at home. That's five games where we've dropped points at home. we got to stop doing that now. I thought you were I thought you were laying into Portland for no, a second. No, we well, got to stop dropping points at home. It needs to start Saturday. I, I would think agree. you could say it started two games ago. The need for it. Well, that they've turned things around. You could say it started two games ago. Yeah, but those yeah. away loss or wins don't mean much if you come at home and lose points. Two games in a row. L.A. was a good game that they – I mean, that's a tough team. But that's also a team that had just played an Open Cup, big Open Cup game mm-hmm. a couple right. days before. They were not at full strength. The next win was Houston, right? The win right. prior. So, yeah. Houston is – Crap. Yeah. Crash. <laughs> um, and that game was a three red card on yeah. fire garbage can of a game to watch. It was terrible. Dumpster fire is the word you're looking yes, for. Yes, it is. That's the phrase. No, I, well, but two of the three red cards didn't come until like the 89th minute. So right, true. That's that. I mean, it was one red card that they then had to break them down. Right. Which they but did, so. but it Eventually. took a Wasn't pretty to watch and wasn't necessarily promising of sporting's turnaround so i am unwilling to say that they have turned everything around until they go out and destroy portland if they go out and destroy portland i'll say okay they're they have momentum um and i don't mean a one nothing win and squeak by against portland i mean go out and destroy portland okay That's- isn't this how we felt when sporting came back home and beat minnesota four to one earlier this season weren't they coming off a similar kind of they had, I think I don't remember. They had tied a couple. They tied Minnesota on the road and then right. came right yeah. back yeah. and beat them. But then before that, there was also a another weird game where everyone was like, "You actually may be making sense there, Ali. Yeah. Oh, I might be making sense. <laughs> Crazy. You say that like it's a rare thing. I was just giving her trouble. She makes sense quite a lot, except when she gurgles. But to your point of or destroying Kansas. Portland, history is against that because we've played them nine games. In the last nine games, only nine goals have been scored combined. Nine yeah. goals, nine games. Combined. How many of those games was uh, Caleb Porter not? <laughs> a good point. Not the Cosmos reject. <laughs> but Sporting is four, one, and four in those nine games. Thad, you're not going to be happy with a one to nothing win. No. L- let me rephrase that. I would be happy that they get a win. I will not. That will not convince me that they are back on track to be a dominant team. Okay. Huh. I would love a one to nothing win. What if it's a twenty-three shot to four shot, one nothing dominant win that should have been more? That's that even would worse. remind me of 2016, <laughs> 2017, <laughs> exactly. 2015. My other, my other thing too is glad you said that. <laughs> a team coming off of a midweek game where they get completely destroyed—that is even more of a reason that Sporting should come in and. Yeah, beat them by even more. <laughs> uh, now, because of that, and because of being a mid, you know, they they're tired and they're licking their wounds and all that stuff. Do they come in and bunker? Or do they come in and attack? Well, they're not a possession based team anyway. They're like twenty first in MLS in possession, Portland. So they're not going to open up too much. I don't think. And Shallowy did say he expects them to sit back. Mm-hmm. Peter wouldn't say that because Peter doesn't say that yeah. too much. Um, but. That's what that's what sporting has been bad at over the last few years is breaking down teams at bunker. Right. And if they can't do it now with Felipe 
Shallowy, Russell, <laughs> Namath, Rubio, whoever is in there. Right. Then when are they going to do it? Well, yeah. then begs the question again, who's the number nine? <laughs> Which, <laughs> if... <laughs> but obviously Portland is more of a counterattacking team. And of course, who's key to shut down for that? You should all be saying the name right now. Who do we have to shut down? Adi. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Diego Valeri, of course. Reigning MLS MVP. <laughs> so I thought you said who's going to have to shut be the one to shut it down. No, no, no. no. Who, who do we like, have to shut down? What's our, who do we have to shut down? Yeah, Valeri. Go, go to the tape. He said that. <laughs> Did I? Okay. Another dollar. It's like pug nuts again, right? <laughs> Nine goals, Tennessee. No, that was clear. Yeah, we need to shut him down. So that's that falls on Espinosa. That it falls feels, on Ilya. It feels like he scores against us too. Maybe I'm mistaken there, but it seems like he has an ability to score against us. So a four-one win, I would be happy with. <laughs> a one-nothing win, I'll be yeah. Especially it depends on you know if it's a PK or mm-hmm. weak-ass goal in the 80th minute. What if it's a Golasso from Namath or Crosse, the best player on the team? <laughs> I would love a one-to-nothing win. Another shutout, three shutouts in a row. I would be happy that they they won. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not Portland's good. I'm not rooting against this team in any way, shape, or form. But the fans in general are, you know, fickle and bandwagon jumping. Okay, when the <laughs> team is down, oh, they're the worst thing ever, and they never deserve to to be a good team. And when they're when they've stringed together two games, oh my God, they're like the greatest thing ever, and they're going back to the MLS Cup. Right? It's not <laughs> that easy. Okay, it's not that. I'm not going to be convinced that they're a back out of the swoon that started early this year, but I'm not going to be convinced they're out of that dip, that valley, that whatever you want to call it, until they go and just start beating good teams. Three wins in a row. Hard to say you're in a valley with three wins in a row. It's I the see nature your point, of the though, wins. Fed. I see your point for sure. Thank you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smart guy that you are. <laughs> Well, with that winning points, we need to move on to another. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we're really basically wrapped up. Extra time. Anyone have any topics for extra time? Uh, just don't forget about Armenteros. Eight goals. Got to watch him too. Okay. Come Saturday. Okay. Him and Valeri. Mm-hmm. There was a, I think it was today, a fun story about Antoine Griezmann came out. Um, not your normal hey, I want to come to MLS at some point in the next 15 years. Not exactly like that, but <laughs> Griezmann, after the Super Cup game, um, was doing an interview and told his former teammate, Carlos Vela, from Real Sociedad, that he uh, that he should wait on him. He told his buddy to wait on him because he's coming to LA and MLS. And Griezmann is one player that I would love to see here. So, I would lean toward Galaxy. Why? Because I'm tired of the Santos brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he wants to come play in MLS, he's going to go play with his buddy. You think so? He said in this interview, he said Carlitos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, uh, changing subject a little bit, did you see the it's logo? Fine, bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have any more to say? What do you want to talk about? Hey, that would on. be a step up. Cody, I'm with you. Let's let's get it done. Okay. What do you want to talk about, Thad? This better, better be good. Do you have any more to say about Griezmann? You, this better be so good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? No, did you see the logo for the uh, Miami Beckhams? The Inter Miami? It's an official logo? Uh, somebody leaked it. I don't know oh. if it's official. I thought they were still deciding between a couple different names. Do you have it on your phone? Can I see it? Um, uh, Not right now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It just uh, something yeah, reminded me of to interrupt Cody's storyline there. But it's there. pink. That would put that would their team would be pink. We need a pink. MLS needs a pink team. <laughs> but that would make the Florida the battle of the purple and pinks. Yeah, I like it. What? <laughs> Did I just cross your finger? <laughs> I think they should. I'm for it. Pink oh, the, jerseys. Oh, the girl likes pink. What do you know? I wonder if that was influenced by Victoria. Oh, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Stop making color a gender construct. Come on. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I think pink jerseys would be sweet, though. And they'd be well-received. It would be better than, like, Seattle's lime green. 
Ooh, flamingos. Yeah. Mm. That's okay. So oh, it's gonna well, have to be. They have to have a pink. That's very pin. Miami vices, vice ish. Just has pink. It's so, pink and black. Where did this get leaked from? So they're going with Inter. It's gonna be Inter Miami. I don't know that for a fact, obviously, but that's what the last rumors that I saw was. What was the other one? I forget. There was Inter and there was another international was it soccer. Atletico or something? Oh, yeah. Was it? Maybe that is what it was. But Beckham played for Inter, and a lot of people think that's what it is. Well, how many of you are still in the camp of, I'll believe this when it actually happens? <laughs> I still am, man. Like I, I guess I do believe... Like he'll have a team. He will have. A, that was part. That was in his contract right. when he came here to play as Great a player. Great ownership group. Yes, but when the hell is it going to happen? <laughs> where Columbus? Yeah. They should where put one in, in Columbus. Is it yeah, happen? there you go. Yeah, Beckham. Call an audible. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it. And I don't know. I mean, it, it was remain to be seen if it works in Miami this time or not, but. I just thought it was interesting logo. So go look it up. I kind of okay. liked it. We'll put it on our on the post. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it by any means. It was just the flamingos and the legs making an M in it for Miami and pink. I think they should be pink. What's a color that you could come into the league right now and make it your own? That, that would probably be it. No. I think they should have one jersey that's pink and one that's teal. Pink, All right, so while black we're here, is a nice color scheme. While I don't we're know. Here is... I'm waiting for a team to adopt like pastels. Someone needs to be like a pastel scheme. <laughs> like the Las Vegas lights, those jerseys? <laughs> yeah, just like a pastel yellow. Maybe in San Francisco gets <laughs> Baby a team. chick. Anyway. Baby chicken <laughs> yellow. Easter the, egg yellow. The uh, Miami NBA team had uh, Miami Vice jerseys that were kind of pink yeah. and teal and stuff like that. So. That's amazing. All right, so while we're here, is Ronaldo going to end up in Miami? That'd be cool. Be fitting. He's got how, the look. How old is he now? <laughs> He's old. Uh, thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. And clearly deteriorating. Hey, well, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll come when he's like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would not be surprised if he's the first player, first big player that's signed by Beckham. How long was his contract with uh, his new club? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Er, Will that happen in time? I think he's there for at least three years. Yeah, I thought it was at least three years. Is Beckham going to buy Ronaldo out the contract? Ronaldo can get out of it. Does well, he have a Beckham release clause? <laughs> if Beckham comes right, calling, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I bet you he has a release clause in it. Yeah. Ronaldo seems to me like one of those players that would just love to be in here in America and be adored by America and conquer, and, and, you know, like conquer the next frontier and wear a pink Jersey and score and 97 goals. Yeah. Most importantly with flamingos on it, making an M he would, he would score 97 goals. Yeah, it would. Is Joseph Martinez going to break the MLS school scoring single season record this weekend? Like with how many weeks left in the season? Wait, he's already there. You yeah. can do it this weekend. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that. I kind of thought he already had, actually. <laughs> Record's 27. Yeah. Jeez. So these players that uh, people are bringing in are really good. And that's, <laughs> you we don't bring, say. We bring in Namath. Hot takes. <laughs> oh, we didn't, Thad. We didn't bring him in this time. He was already here. Well, as we, I'm assuming, wrap things up, are we? Anyone have any predictions for the weekend? Saturday? I say we will win. But hey, it's good to be back. Be, uh, good to be back with you guys. I just thought I'd say that. That was more of like an introduction thing. You should have done it at the beginning. But it is. <laughs> it's good to, it's good to have you back. I, I agree. <laughs> All right, Thad. Two two. <laughs> two two. Okay. One nothing. <laughs> just to go against Thad. Four one. Four one. Are all of you going? Yes. I'll be taking my daughter to college, so I'll miss out. I'll be there. Dad and I will be there. I'll be at a wedding. Okay. Getting weird. Cody's getting married. Getting weird. It's his wedding. <laughs> this is going to be right. a drinking all weekend thing, may I ask? Yeah, probably. Okay. Or isn't every weekend? <laughs> oh, my God. Someone revoke this microphone from Cody. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got to figure out who's going to do the recap hey, this weekend. Have fun, yeah. Cody. Be careful. Yeah, somebody, be somebody call recap. So can I we'll tell? We'll take a, that to the slack. That's <laughs> got something prophetic. His no, eyes it's not prophetic. Up. Can I tell one one quick story? Yeah, yes. yeah, Thad, say it's, something it, prophetic. It's not prophetic. <laughs> my, story time with Thad. 
my daughter subbed in on a team this weekend on a team higher team really good passing team really good quality and stuff anyway she gets the ball she starts dribbling girl comes in tries to get it from her she does a little shift in direction and throws her off girl gets back in front of her she shifts direction again she's like making this namath run through the defense just <laughs> weaving back and forth never doing any really super tricky move just keeps going back and forth back and forth back and forth she spins this one girl around like three times another one twice another one falls down on the ground she gets to the edge of the box takes a beautiful shot flubs it just rolls out of the oh. bounds i'm like you are the perfect sporting dif- uh midfielder of the future <laughs> What I gathered from that is that Nemo Magic has rubbed off. Rubbed off. <laughs> it spread its wings far and wide across Kansas City. She had recently seen that video, so maybe that was what inspired her. Nice. All right. How was the rest of her play? Inspiration can come from wherever. Good. Good. I hope they would invite she had a good back. showing. Okay. Was this a Coach Chris coach team? No. Oh, okay. So, so two games, 3-1 win, 3-2 win, three assists in those six Awesome. There you go. That's what you came here for. The stat rundown of Thad's family. Okay, we will talk to you next week. Good morning. Adios. Yeah.